Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is enjoying your day, your evening, your morning, whenever, wherever you may be. Thank you for joining us on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Buongiorno, uh, as they say in Italy, or uh, top of the morning to you, as they say in Ireland, or maybe not. We, we you know, that's 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 <laughs> yeah, kind of a legend. Yeah. But uh, hello, I am doing well. Thank you very much, smiling sensei, firefighter extraordinaire. <laughs> How are you, sir? Good, Mister Professor. Uh, Man of mystery, uh, <laughs> sex machine, wow. and all about uh, man of modern times. Uh, I'm good, man. I I am recovering from um, a bit of a traumatic experience last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, gosh, man it it it, it started w- at about eight thirty. At night, my wife, we heard some commotion in the backyard, and, and uh, my wife just happens to be uh, in one of the bedrooms and looks out the window, and uh, my little cocker spaniel is being pulled out of the fence by the neighbor's dog behind me. Uh, and so, frantic ensued, and I went into war mode. And, oh, man. and, uh, so this is the second time this has happened. And the people behind me, this is a servant, uh, a, a public service announcement, um, for, for, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, the gentleman behind me has two, uh, pit bull mixes. And hey, I'm fine with whatever dog you got, but, um, yeah. this, this gentleman, um, he mentally does not have the faculties to have, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these pets, um, let alone these hybrid, like ready to go to town type, uh, uh, very aggressive dogs. Um, yeah. so I run, I run behind it. If I had been a minute late, dude, my dog would no longer be here. And I, I run back there and, sh- and two, two of these dogs have her and I just, oh, I start freaking out, dude going nuts man just screaming you know posing a threat to the dogs because they're you know they're not even paying attention so yeah i get them off of her and uh the owner just sitting back there on his porch man not even doing a thing about it dude just sitting there and he has he has something wrong with him um i won't go into detail but there's a mental issue there mm-hmm. and so this happened for the the second time the first time the dogs broke through my back fence and got in a fight this time they broke through the fence grabbed my little cocker spaniel and pulled her out by her ear and so I called the cops. I said, yep. "I'm done with this. I'm yep. th- I'm finished with it, man. If if you're unable to to have these animals, then you you know. So I don't call the cops. Never, never do. Yeah. Ne- you know, it's just not my first thing. But I, I was so fed up. So cops cops come out. Um, he took a report. The uh, the uh, the animal uh, control people are supposed to get in touch with me. All I'm saying is, if you aren't able to take care of your animals and control them, he lets mm-hmm. them out without leashes. They don't have a fence, so they yeah. just roam the neighborhood, man. And uh, you shouldn't have animals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Especially like, animals that if you 
if you don't treat them well, they'll be aggressive. Absolutely. And it obviously sounds like he's not treating them well no. or he even enjoys them being Keeps aggressive. them outside, you know, yeah. and they're yeah. just they're looking for blood. Yeah. I've been way too nice about this. They'll keep my dogs up all night long, dude, and they'll be running all over the neighborhood. I'll see them out I'll see them out the window, you know, running around the fence and and so I just that's it, man. That's it. I I I could I could stand no more. So mm-hmm. but I felt I feel so sorry for my dog because, man, she's, like, struggling. Like, she whimpered all night long and, like, you know, she's having a hard time moving around. She's doing better now today, but uh, last night was rough, man. So uh, so I'm still keyed up from it. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm still, like... Yeah. I, when I get into those modes, dude, I'm like, I start having really terrible thoughts in my mind about what I would like to do to that person. Or oh, that, sure. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? And the dog is just a victim of the circumstance. You know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, when they're that vicious, man, that's it has to be stopped. It has to be stopped. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Again, if you can't control something that can uh, cause harm to other people or even death, then you shouldn't have it. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, if you, and, 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 you know, if he's got mental issues, then he needs to have uh, be evaluated, and they need to say, no, you can't have this kind of dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have, here, yeah. have, a, have a poodle or whatever. Absolutely, man. You know, yeah. have, you know something like that, or, or a guinea pig. You know, just yeah. don't have these dogs, because what happens... The first time one of those dogs attacks a child, oh or, yeah, or even hurts that—that's uh, exactly a child. That's exactly where my mind went. You know, yeah. Or it doesn't even attacks a person and maims a person or kills a person because they can do it to adults as well. Yeah, you know, it's, we always just say kids because we want to protect kids first or whatever. But yeah, um, for sure, you know, people, anybody gets hurt or killed by that uh, animal that should be responsibly controlled and it's obviously not so yeah yeah yeah, man so anyway sorry to bring that heat but i was just i'm still stewing over it you know and did a lack of sleep last night too i'm just you know sort of sleep us a little bit and uh well you know i mean our animals are our family dude i mean absolutely dude you know i mean i i just i i I don't know i I, well look it's like if one of his if he it's like if he had you know, two, you know, like 13 year old boys, right? And they came along and they started, you know, attacking uh, your seven year old. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. What yeah. would you do? You would be yeah. out there yelling loud yep. and, you know, inches away from kicking ass. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's the same thing with 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 your animals. You know, if anybody yep. tries to mess with my cats, you know, yep. I'm, I am, as you know, probably one of the most laid back, peaceful minded yep. people. Yep. You know, absolutely. And I don't I don't like fighting. I don't like, you know, I'm not really aggressive or anything like that. You know, in general, I'm very chill very zen or whatever but if you mess with my cats man you know that's yeah, my, those are my yeah. kids that's my family you yeah don't, yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. all right so, so that's anyway me. that's me sounding tough and, uh, <laughs> no hey hey man <laughs> everybody's got their line in the sand you know what i mean that's right so but yeah so uh regardless of that uh that was a weird crazy uh story and time uh but for the most part uh great weekend and uh really did have a good time just kind of spending time with with my wife and my daughter and uh 
How, did you do anything special over the weekend or? Uh, I don't do anything. Oh, okay. Special. Right. I just all work right. all the time. I just work all the time. And, uh, you know, I uh, uh, just, uh, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're an, you're an adult. I'm an adult. Yeah. I, yeah and I'm an I'm adult <laughs> who's trying to be extremely responsible. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm trying to yep. pinch pennies. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, do those things and you know pay the bills and all that fun stuff that's the yes. fun i have oh yeah dude you know yeah paying bills trying to catch up and all that stuff so i know everybody out there can in one way or another uh can relate um yeah so at least i i you know i don't have as far as i don't have like student loans or anything like that to worry about so i that's can at least great. say that but that, that's um, great yeah it's a and i know that's a huge relief you know, a lot of people don't have that, but I was very fortunate um, that I didn't have to do that. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're not in here to talk about dogs. Yeah. We're not here to talk yep. about responsibilities. Well, yep. kind of. Sort not of. our not our responsibilities. Right. Our responsibilities are to be here today with you, Weirdsville. Our our gear ones. If anybody, I tell you this too right now. If anybody fucks with anybody from Weirdsville. Oh, oh, it's going man. down, man. It's going down. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. Down big time. And it's oh, not yeah. even, you and the thing is, you, it's not even me and the Smiling Sensei you've got to worry about. Yeah. There's a whole crew behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. We've got our own psyops. Uh, cracking knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just itching to take out yep. any, any, any rival podcast. Absolutely. Or, or whoever yep. out there. Nah, we're just kidding. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're here to. Uh, to talk to you guys and to talk to our guest Amber, who has a uh, Amber is a, a globe trotter. Uh, she is someone who has a, like some adventures. She travels and uh, she came here and she told us some of her adventures, and we had a blast. We had a blast. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun and some great stories to share. And, and, and you know, we hope, as always, we hope she'll be back to uh, share some more. But uh, joining us from Ireland. See, that's the link, Barry. That's the thing. Ireland, yeah, yeah. From the beginning from that, I said top of the morning to you. Yeah, that's love the, it. Through line. See, we went started and when we went off on this other bullshit just like we planned it i'm back yeah, to yeah. through line yeah i love it joining us from ireland uh but originally from the good old usa is amber amber uh bigora and uh shillelagh and uh, four leaf clover, and I'm not gonna say salancha, uh, salancha, milky terms, but salancha, yeah, 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 and uh, and and uh, Bailey's and Guinness, and yeah, uh, but no, we're all joking aside. Amber, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and yeah, my so the first story I wanted to tell uh, takes place in Colombia. So a little bit about me. I love to travel. In 2018, I left my job. I was working at a startup in Denver, um, and a friend and I went to. Well, I, I did a two and a half month long trip uh, through Latin America. So starting in Mexico, then went to Colombia, then Ecuador, uh, Peru, and Bolivia. And 
And so in Colombia, my friend and I, uh, my friend uh, Cecil was with me, and we went to this park that's on the coast. Um, it's called Tirona National Park. And the park is basically right against the ocean. So it's a series of, of beaches that you camp at. And so we went into the first one, camp, that's great. And uh, go to the next one, camp, great. And then we head um, so from that beach to our final beach. Uh, the final beach was, a, was really remote. So what you have to do uh, just to set the scene is you have to hike away from the coast and inland in the Colombian jungle mm. and then hike back, kind of like a triangle, yeah. um, to go back to the other beach uh, to where you're going to camp. This is they have... Um, sorry, they have campsites set up. So, so we're supposed to be following this trail, and we're we're going down this trail, and it's big and wide and well marked, and there's little signs saying, you know, this many more kilometers, and we're, you know, it's easy, easy breezy, um, yeah. and so we're walking down the path, and all of a sudden the path is like a little bit skinny, and we're looking at it, and we're like, that's kind of weird. Like it was really big, yeah. like not that long ago. And we stop and we're like, but we definitely didn't see a turn off. Like, Ugh. and so we get a little, a little nervous. And my friend has the idea to play Marco Polo. And so the way we're going to do it is uh, she's going to stand on the place where we know the trail is and I'll follow this trail. And I, and so I will play Marco Polo. So she'll shout out Marco. I'll shout back Polo. Right. And so we're, so we're going through and we're in the jungle. Um, and I go for a little while, you know, Marco Polo, Marco Polo. And so we're going and I'm getting further and further from her, but we're still very much in earshot. And after a few minutes, uh, or maybe like 10 minutes, we decide it's far enough. She's like, you need to come back. You know, we have to, we have to make another plan. If this, this, this isn't working, we have to do something different. And so I'm coming back and we're still Marco Poloing because we really don't want to lose each other in yeah. the jungle. And really all of smart a sudden, plan, by the way. Really yeah, smart sure. plan. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm still. I don't know where it came from, but I'm very proud of her for that. <laughs> um, and so, so from deep in the jungle, we hear someone, a man, yell "espera," and that means wait in Spanish. And oh, so, I thought that was going to be fish out of water. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, would have also been startling. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, we're, and we hadn't, sorry, I, sh I should have said, we haven't seen another person on this trail. It has just been us, like no one who lives there, no one, no other foreigners, no one. And so we're hearing this man yell, wait, um, in Spanish in the jungle. And we're like, well, this is a real decision time. Do we wait? <laughs> and so, and so we are, we decide like, we're, we kind of don't make a decision. We're kind of like looking at each other and, um, and out of the jungle, this Spanish couple um, runs up to us, and they had been lost in the jungle for four hours. They didn't have any water, and they had followed the sound of our voice. Oh, wow. Um, and we and we had like led them out of the jungle and we found out like together we walked back a little bit further and we just we had missed the turnoff. We had all missed it. Wow. Um, but they yeah, they had been they said they had been out there for four hours and they were like panicked. They could barely breathe. Um so we gave them some water and they 
I've never seen people hike so fast. They booked it. Like once we found the, the trail, they were done with the jungle. But yeah, so that was um, my sort of weird story about the probably time I the, someone. The, yeah, the last <laughs> place. Well, not maybe the last place, but probably the furthest thing from your mind was saving other people. Um, that really makes you think. What are the chances? Yeah. If you guys wouldn't have got lost, they'd have been fucked. I know. Well, and I've looked up, like, have people died in this jungle? Because I've almost forgotten the story. And then a couple months ago, I remembered it. And I was, like, looking it up. And, like, I don't think so. But, like, it was, I mean, it was really lucky. It was really lucky. Um, And also lucky for us that they were just lost. And they weren't, like, yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Badly hurt or, Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Dang, man! Be really scary. It's got to be really scary. To it, you, were you not? Were you together at the point you heard wait, or were you still separate? We we were almost to the same place, oh, and it okay. was so. I was so. The other thing I didn't say is that it was so frantic, which makes sense, right. knowing the rest of the story. But like, just a frantic like wait. We're like. You know. Did you? I mean, this this seems like an obvious question, but uh, did, did were either one of you or both of you speak Spanish? I speak some. Like okay. I knew I knew the word. Um, didn't help me make a decision, <laughs> but right. they, um, they were they actually spoke English when they got there. They um, but they had. I think they just were like, please keep yeah. yelling. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had yeah. yelling, we could see each other. So there like there was no more voice to follow. And like mm-hmm. thankfully they were close enough. They must have known. because um, we and it we probably wouldn't they wouldn't have had time if we hadn't played it for so long. Right. You know, because we had been doing it for like a while. Right. Um I wonder if Marco Polo is an international you know pool game, if it's an international game because you know, basically, if you didn't know what that was, maybe you've heard the name Marco Polo, maybe not, but you're just hearing the same two things repeated back and forth, back and forth, that make no sense. Yeah. You know, if you don't know what it is, that makes no sense. Yeah. You know, That's so true. It's like, Jimmy Watkins. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't know Jimmy Watkins. I just made that. Like, That's know. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they didn't realize they were caught in the uh, in the, one of the most um, one of the most revered childhood games. That's right. Um, that's so. Did you end up? Did you guys end up camping? Did you end up finding the other spot? Yeah, we found the wow. other spot. We actually walked by another person who had given up and was laying on the trail. So that was a little bit scary. Oh, wow. But they were very lucid. They just had sent somebody to get them a horse. Um, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing you could do, but they did. Um, so, so we ran into someone else and we were like, this is like, it was, it was a strange vibe. The yeah, whole yeah, day. yeah. 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 I've been to, um, Costa Rica. I'm not saying that it's anywhere near what that experience was like that for you, but I'm just saying that when you're in a, a country, a third world country, um, it's crapshoot. And the, the, um, I remember when we landed at the airport, my wife and I had rented a car, and when we got to the rental place, the guy said, you, you're you going to need a GPS locator, uh, the Garmin, you know, and they, they rented them, you know, 
We said, really? He's, yeah. He says, you're, you're just, you're never going to find your way around because the addresses are very loosey goosey. And so the best way to get around, at least in Costa Rica, was to have a Garmin so that you could put in the the uh, the location of the uh, of the place that you're looking for, you know, your longitude and your latitude. That's the only way to get around. And there weren't a whole lot of signs and you know, my Spanish isn't that great. Uh, but when we left that place and we're driving, it's in the middle of the night. And if we wouldn't have had that garment, I don't know where we would have ended up because it, a part of it was, I remember we were driving across a bridge that literally looked like some kid had made it. It was so janky and like, <laughs> I mean, it was sketchy. So a lot of those, a lot of times in that situation, you're just kind of using your gut instinct to figure these things out. No telling how many people have taken the trail that you've taken it to their, who knows what, demise or uh, at least their extended vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> Best case scenario. Right, right. Best case scenario, extended vacation. Wow. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. That's wild. That's such a cool story. And, like, again, it just blows my mind with, the you know, just international Marco Polo, you know. What, what, I want, just what were they, you know, what was going on, their perception of what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really, really intrigued. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the best case scenario would be if they knew who Marco Polo was, but had no idea why we're yelling his name. Right, yeah, right. That's funny. Well, best case scenario is if they did know uh, and had replied fish out of water, because then you would have really been like, okay, well, they know what they're talking about. Right. But who are they? Because I would yell that. Uh, You know, if I hear somebody playing Marco Polo, I'll yell that because, you know, that throws people off if they don't expect it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Too funny. Cool. Um, Okay. Do you have another story, possibly? I do. So this one is set in the U.S., um, but is car in, involves a car. So kind okay. of piggybacking. Okay. Uh, well, we didn't have a GPS, but anyway, it, uh, I'll start. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so when I was in graduate school, this actually the same friend that I just told this other story about, um, Cecil and I. Uh, were planning a road trip and we, we were, we went to school in Western Massachusetts. So the plan was to, uh, was to drive to Chicago and then back. And so we were going to go, I don't remember what we were, I think we were visiting some family and maybe there was a concert or something. Um, so we were going to drive from, like I said, Western Massachusetts to Chicago and, the two of us had Honda Civics. Uh, hers was about five years newer than mine. Um, so mine was, this This story took place in like 2013. And so her car was like 10 years old. Mine was maybe 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at the two cars. There are two choices. And we decide on hers because it's a little bit newer. Not realizing that, um, so... Yeah, this car was maybe not our best choice. So, um, <laughs> so we, so we decide to drive um, 
like I said, we're, we're, so we're driving through Pennsylvania. We get to State College, Pennsylvania, which is a pretty big town. We decide to pull over. Uh, we went into Wegmans and then got some Starbucks. And so we like go to head um, back on the road and the car starts to overheat. And this has never happened to me before. I don't, I'm sure there are lots of car people uh, who will know more about the story than I do, but, um, but I, I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. So we stopped the car and I did the one thing I did know how to do or two things. I called my dad and I called AAA. <laughs> and good. So, <laughs> that's all really, that's all you need. That's to do. good. Yeah. Um, you'd think. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so, so we're waiting, we're talking to my dad. My dad says, basically you have to wait that, you know, you can't drive the car, it's overheating. You know, the needle was like all the way on the other side of the um, thermometer, uh, the gauge. And so uh, so we're, we're waiting for the tow truck and we see, we see out of the corner of our eye this tow truck and it is driving faster and a little bit more erratically than you're used to seeing a tow, you know, you think of a tow truck, it's like, mm, you're kind of moving along. Yeah. This car is, is, you know, kind of does a U-turn and it comes and it uh, goes to to back up to the car to tow the car and it pulls up and basically I'm in the driver's seat and my friend is out um, out of the car with her head in the window. She's on the phone with her dad. <laughs> and so, you know, we're talking and the, the car, the tow truck um, backs up to the front of the car, you know, normal, um, stops and then it starts backing up again. And so it's it backs up into the car and is backing up over the hood. Oh, and my I God. And I kind of panic, and I start honking. Um, and thankfully, the guy stops, but he he had backed, like, four feet over the hood of the car oh. um, with the AAA truck truck oh in Pennsylvania. Oh and <laughs> so... So, I mean, thankfully he stopped, like he was backing into me. Um, wow. And so, so, um, so he finally stops. We get out of the car and now we're like, we're going to do the one other thing we know how to do, which is call the police. And so we call the police, they come and um, there was this whole thing. They refused to take a statement. I, maybe you guys know more about Pennsylvania. They refused to take a statement. They, um, yeah, so they, they, wouldn't really help us. So we had to drive. They wanted us to go with the tow truck driver. They ended up having to drive us. We stayed at a hotel. We dropped the car, the cars off at a mechanic. Um, you know, we cry ourselves to sleep in the hotel room. It's very dramatic. So the next day we, we go to the, um, we go to the mechanic and the mechanic has looked at it and they say, well, you know, the thing that caused it to overheat was that there was air in the lines. Um, so, you know, it's, it should be fine. The other problem, like low key, is that there is something wrong with the pistons and it could seize up and the engine could fall out. But like, I think you're okay. So, okay. So, so we're like, all right. So we get back on the phone with our dads and my dad is like, I think it's going to be okay. And we call like my uncle who's in Chicago, his mechanic. And he's like, that's probably not going to happen. So we're like, okay. And so, you know, we, we kind of have a game time decision. We're like, do we keep going to Chicago or do we turn back? We're going to keep going to Chicago. And so, so. Now, wait a minute. So what, what about the tow truck situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 
all we know at this point is like we're going to settle it with with AAA. Like uh, okay. we're we're going to have okay. to get to it later. The guy dropped the car off at the um at the mechanic. Wow. You know, he's he's gone. Oh my god. Um, there was was it just cosmetic damage to the car? I would imagine that there was some kind of not that the mechanic told us about at this point. Um, like at this point, like we assume it's just the it's just the hood. Like it, it did like crumple into the hood, right, but yeah. like it's not smashed. Like because the tow okay. truck was so much higher, it was like the okay. it was like above yeah, it because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's the part that goes down. So it was kind of just the ramp part had like scraped right. along the uh, hood. Okay, okay. Was all yeah, um, yeah. So. So we, you know, we're, we're thinking my dad, our, our, our committee of people that we've have decided that it's probably okay to drive the car to Chicago. So, so we go, we go to Chicago, you know, we have fun, whatever. Um, the car makes it no other issues. We come, we're, we're driving back through. Um, we drive past the sign for State College, which we now have a big beef with, um, and we high five. And I swear to you, three minutes later, the car overheats. No. Um, <laughs> oh. So, so we pull over on the side. It was it was so fast. It was like a joke. Um, and so uh, so we pull over, and this is now Labor Day. Um, so it's going to be harder to get a tow truck. And so we're, we call my dad. He's like, you got to keep driving, you know, keep air on the engine. We go a little bit further, the engine overheats more. And so we pull over on the side of the road, call AAA again, because we don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Oh, and no. Don't tell so, me. Don't tell me. <laughs> so this AAA truck driver was really nice. He picked oh, us up. Okay. Um, he drove us uh, to, I'm just saying the cities in case anyone um, knows them, but he drove us to Scranton. And this yeah, yeah, tow yeah. truck driver is super mad about the first one. He's right. like, he calls AAA while we're in the car and complains. And um, he, you know, I think he feels bad. So he drops us off in Scranton where um, my partner has a family connection. And so, we have another mechanic there. So we drop the car off with this mechanic. We wait in Scranton. He comes down. It's like four hours. He comes down from um, from Massachusetts, picks us up, drives us back. So the car is in Scranton. We're finally back in Massachusetts. We're exhausted. And the next morning, um, we get a, my friend, it's her car, gets a call from the mechanic. Had taken the car out to try to get it to overheat again, um, to take a look at it, and the car had gotten backed into by a hearse oh. and was total. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god! That car was on its final destination. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I thought you were going to say that the tow truck driver showed up and it was the same one that had done all the damage in the first place. That, <laughs> Thankfully, no. Yeah. No, no, no. You go. You go. Nothing personal. Actually, totally personal. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. We'll take we'll take our chances out here. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So she so they ended up totaling her car. That poor car. I mean, I'm sure she probably didn't get a whole lot out of it if at that point. Um, I don't know if she would have gotten anything if it didn't um, have the the hearse incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so crazy. That's almost, yeah, that's almost a, 
it's a mixed blessing, I suppose, you know, if she got a new car out of it or something, you know, but literally, you know, totaled by a death mobile. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are the chances? Wow. What are the chances? It's so I, I and I don't know, you know, my son lives in Pennsylvania and I lived I lived in Pennsylvania for a little while, but this is a long time ago. Um, but I can't remember. I know I've been in some wrecks there. Um, none, none of them my fault, but I don't know what the laws, um, that just seems weird to me that they didn't take any statements or yeah. they didn't do anything there. I know sometimes if you have a wreck on like a major interstate or something, they'll, they'll pull you over like off the interstate, get off the road and then, and then assess kind of what had happened. But that seems weird to me that they, that they didn't do that. Maybe, maybe it's just your string of bad luck there that, yeah. You know, it's like maybe the car did not want records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is so wild. It is one of the things that, like, only only in hindsight you look back on uh, how many trips have we taken that you know something could have gone bad. Maybe I, I, you know, and I was just not smart enough to look at the vehicle and kind of assess it before we left. And you're rolling the dice as soon as you leave the. Yeah your hometown, you know, crazy, but you seem pretty, pretty adventurous. So, <laughs> you know, I think probably more than most anyway, you handle it. Well, I don't know. I, I guess it could have final destination itself at home. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. happened to be right. far. Yeah. <laughs> added to the drama. Right. But. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. That's going to be a relatable story for people. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten such terrible car luck. Uh, in the past few years that I definitely uh, was, was you know, feeling your pain as going through with all the different, uh, the overheating. Because when you start overheating, that can lead to a whole heck of a lot of problems yes. that you don't see. And it could be happen so quickly, you know, where, you, you, and, you know, just because of that, your whole engine's gone. You know, yeah, and yeah, it's expensive, yeah. and basically, you know, it's a lot of times an engine's going to be more expensive than a car. Yeah, you know, especially if you got an older car. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, uh, like I had to replace a, uh, basically, I had to just get rid of a car and replace it because there was a crack in the, and the uh, cylinder, the head, which is part of the engine and all that didn't wouldn't work. So anyway, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know these things. I just know that I have a lot of bad luck with cars. And so I, I identify yeah. personally very much with that story. And with just having these weird coincidental, you know, bad luck. I've had some, some – I've gone through – been to a couple of towns that just made it fairly clear that for whatever reason, that that town didn't like me. And, yeah. uh and, you know, it sounds like uh, Kansas City, Missouri is one of those, and Richmond was one of those. Although I've made up with Richmond. We're cool now, but I'm still not, you know. Um, I had a breakdown in Kansas City. Yep. I broke down there once, and it cost me like 1500 bucks. I think. Wow. Mine was just, my car was fine. I just had a, uh, a you know, emotional breakdown there. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a breakdown nonetheless. Yeah. Mine was Brilliant. mine. Fifteen hundred dollars led to my emotional breakdown. Yeah, well, um, yeah. We were driving in in. Uh, we were on our way to Milwaukee. It was either we were on our way to Milwaukee or on our way home. I don't remember, but the 
we it's the car just starts shaking like uncontrollably shaking and i'm like what the hell man and uh ended up being um like the uh what do you call that it's the um it's the whole thing that that like connects all of the um the spark plugs Suspension? together no it's this is like a mechanic a, a, a motor thing and it was like i think it's called the core pack or something like that we had to replace it was like oh my god dude like you know they, these things never happen when you have the money to do it you know right. i mean jesus man you yeah. know yeah 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 it's a guarantee i'm knocking on wood right now man just hoping that me too. Yeah. None of my vehicles will be suspect to, yeah, any more damage. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. So you 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 obviously live, live an adventurous life. You don't mind getting out, doing things, and getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, have you found some adventures in Ireland? Have you had any weird things that have happened to you over there? Yeah. So, well, I have a really quick car one um, that I just thought of when you were saying that, which was uh, on my second trip to Ireland, we rented a car and we drove it to the place we were staying, got there, and I went to get our bags out, locked the car, put the key in the trunk and closed the trunk. And so I locked our, oh, <laughs> I locked, like, oh, like minute one. <laughs> Let the adventures begin. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something here that's going to make you feel a little bit better. Um, I locked my keys in my running car twice on the same day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I so like, yeah, the first time I was like, ah, the second time I was just laughing at myself (laughs) because I was like, how is this? This is just me. How else can I do this Uh, twice in one day? That's quite an accomplishment. That is great. Was it one parking spot? No, no, no. It was one. And then to another place where and I just I don't know. I obviously wasn't thinking. I don't know where my mind was, but it wasn't in. Take the key out. Step out, yeah. go inside. It was just, I didn't go inside yeah. and then lock it. So, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, now, because of that, I always have uh, two keys with me. So I've got my the key there that I put go. in the ignition and the one I keep in my pocket because I am uh, uh, just an accident waiting to happen. So, yeah. There you go. Some sort. So. You got it. You, you got it. I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest with yourself. That's that's part of yeah. <laughs> growing up. Is be honest and 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 be honest about your uh, about where your insufficiency uh, lies, and then double up on that. You know what I mean. So always have a backup plan. That's the uh, lesson I think 
but (laughs) I think one of the strangest things about moving to Ireland was how differently things worked. So like, Mm. I don't know, you can imagine what you think the solution to that car thing was. Um, What we actually had to do was have someone from the headquarters of the car company mail us a key, like in the mail. And then we use that they mailed us their spare, and then we had to open the car, so we just couldn't use the car, but we waited for the mail. Are you and serious? That was the solution. They couldn't just get somebody with a Jimmy bar or something like that? that come in and the trunk. I get, well, I don't know. Could unlock they the said trunk. it would have scraped. We we tried. Well, actually, I don't know exactly what he said. I couldn't. I, that was before I learned the accent a little bit better. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he basically came out, looked at it, and said, the wow. car is too new. Oh, my gosh. So would you say that – so that's a very different way than an American approach to dealing with problems. Is it like that on a bunch of different levels? Yeah. we, we, When we first moved to Ireland, we lived in a house that didn't have a house number. Um, Okay. So there was no house number. We just had – like an address area, um, like Crosshaven. It wasn't Crosshaven, but you know, it was like Crosshaven. Um, you know, it was like like our little area, our town. Okay. And then like the bigger town, and then the county, and the counties are kind of like states. Right. Um, so it'd be kind of like if you said like Pennsylvania, or sorry, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And like um, not even and like the, Yellow House or something. Like that. Wow. No. Nope. Um, and the uh, so the postmen know everybody's names. Wow. Um, oh, wow. And so like they'll use your name to find it. And they did implement a, only a few years ago a code system. So they're called air codes. So all of the every house now has an air code and it's really specific. Um, like if you live in an apartment, each apartment, I think, has its own air code. Um, so they don't they're not like zip codes. Zip codes are areas. Um so, so yeah, like the postman before, I don't know, five years ago, the postman just had to know everybody's name that and is every a, once in a while. That is incredible. And every once in a while, like, I mean, in, in the cities they had name, they had, um, numbers on the houses, right. but this is like in the country. And, um, and yeah, so every once in a while they, w- there would be some mail for someone he didn't know. And he would say, do you know who, um, do you know who Jim Smith is? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and Ireland's pretty small, right? I mean, like how, how long would it take you to get in a car and drive around the entirety of Ireland? Do you know? The roads are pretty small. So Ireland is about the same size as South Carolina. Okay. Um, oh, wow. And the population is about 5 million. Oh, um, wow. but I, but the roads are little and it is jagged. So I would gotcha, guess gotcha. if you like went all the way around, it would probably take like 20 hours. Okay. Maybe. Okay. But like just to go from like the South to the North is like five, five and a half hours. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think of it. I guess when you think in okay, the country of Ireland has to be. I'm thinking of like Canada numbers, 20 million people, which is small compared to the U.S. You know, I mean, it's tiny, but not even that for 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 Ireland. That's that's which I guess there you go. That's why you don't need a specific number for your house. Everyone knows each other, so. Um, 
That's really interesting. That's a, a different perspective. I, uh, yeah, it's really, and, and you could even do it with people. Um, I found a dog lost in the woods once and I called the owner and I was trying to explain how to get to the house cause we didn't have a house number. And then I told him, um, the name of the owner who had lived there previously, but had since died. And I was like, Oh, do you know her? And he was like, Oh yeah. And then he was there. <laughs> oh, sure. You betcha. I knew that. Yeah. That <laughs> it's is... like, that's very Oklahoma, actually. <laughs> that is very Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, that's very small town Oklahoma. Yeah, we have three point. I'm going to be generous and say we have three point five million people in Oklahoma. So, so that's just a little bit smaller than Ireland. Three point five fifths of an Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and probably a probably a similar size. I would, I think. I don't know. Probably, yeah, yeah. It, it is, man. And my not dad, as green and not as uh, that's true. Yeah, you know, not countryside's as not as beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, in its own way. But, you know. So, what's been one of the biggest adaptations that you've had to get used to there? So, I think, well, one of the big ones is just how you. I think you just have to accept that things are not going to work the way that you imagine um you know in the u.s like there's you know there's just kind of a, a series of ways that things work um like i'm trying to think of a good example um if you oh, man um uh, like if you needed to Oh, one one strange thing is that if you move to Ireland from the U.S., you have to retake your driver's permit, and then you have to retake driving lessons, and Are you then you serious? have to take the test again to get a driving like license. Like the whole license. thing, like you got to drive. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah, people here need to be repeat. Like it yeah. would suck. But I think that, you know, they people need to be, you know, because, I mean, so many people are just terrible drivers who don't know what to do. They, I mean, it's just and that's all over the place. It's, you know, it's just crazy. And it's I'm on the road a lot, a lot every day, basically. And uh, yeah, so you see it at first hand. I see it all. I've gotten to be a lot better driver because of that. But at the same time, I'm just like. Uh, I, 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 there was a reason why I got a, a dash mounted cam, uh, just cause yeah. one of those, one of these days, man, I know I'm going to see something that's going to, uh, be YouTube worthy. Um, it's going to be exciting. I think it would be, you'd be hard to get me out of a, uh, out of, out of the pubs. If I were, if I were there, I just, I'm such a fan of the Irish pub life and, um, of course, I'm a big Guinness fan, but uh, I just I'll, I'll get on YouTube sometimes and I'll just watch, you know, these these videos. These people will put together these videos of like all the pubs or the the good pubs to hit in Cork or, you know, um, I just love it. I, I think it just is so it's just a it's it's where the real people go to to hang out, have conversation. And that's the real life you know i just i love that aspect of it wish wish we had it um in our our part of the country anyway there's not a lot of that happening so i i I, uh, fantasize about that often (laughs) yeah it's really cool i i think 
I didn't realize because when we first moved, it was COVID. So all, or the pandemic, so all of the pubs were closed or they weren't, they were mostly closed. Um, and so it was, you know, it wasn't really until, you know, not that terribly long ago that we could kind of go and we were, um, yeah, it was, it's been really cool to see how different they are because they had some pubs that you'll go to and they're, um, like we have this really cool one. They just do like Irish whiskey and, uh, and so they'll have like this whole, they have this guy who works there and he just knows every single thing you could ever ask yeah. him. Um, you know, and I ask a lot of questions. Um, so, you know, we go and, and they have this whole, uh, you know, this, this whole flight of things for you to try, or, you know, I, I also think I love that you can get like decent coffee. Like I got an, um, I got a, an Irish coffee there once. Okay. Um, it's a Shelburne bar in case anyone um, is listening to this. Okay. Let's go. Um, but yeah, they, they have, it was, I mean, it was so delicious and they served it in a wine glass and, you know, super busy. So I felt a little bit weird ordering something kind of complicated. Um, but you know, they didn't bat an eye, they just made it. And it was like, it was just so good. And you could tell it was like, you know, like they had like chosen the, like, it just felt like they had probably chosen decent coffee that would go with that, you know? And it's just like that level of like attention to detail. And, you know, that's just one example. Like, um, I think that's just something I love. It's like how much people kind of think about it and how much pride there is and, um, and, and, and how different the pubs are from each other. You know, there's this other one that we go to and they have, um, like a singing group. And so they'll have, um, you know, these people have been singing together, these old Irish ballads, sometimes in Irish, um, for 30 years. And so you can like listen to them and, um, yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, just different worlds. Then you go to another one, it's, you know, a club (laughs) and like, you know, like, and you just kind of can go and have just these totally wildly different experiences, like a few steps apart. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a, uh, I used to bartend and I had a couple of Irish gentlemen come in and they said, uh, how, lo- how long does it take you to pour a glass of Guinness? And I thought, well, I mean, no, no longer than it takes me to pour a glass of Bud Light. You know, I'm like 10 seconds, 15. Oh, oh yeah. No, they were, <laughs> they started laughing uncontrollably and they said, okay, pour us a glass of Guinness, you know, and I, and I did, and I did the whole top it off to the top, you know, and, and didn't let it sit and rest and then, you know, top it off. So they just could not get enough of that. They thought that was the funniest thing. And they berated me for like <laughs> a good couple of hours about it. And, uh, cause I just didn't know, I didn't know that there was a whole process and, and they were like, yeah, you know, they go, yeah. If you walk into an Irish bar in Ireland, if it's a busy time, there will be, you know, 30 glasses of Guinness that are sitting there waiting to settle down and then be final poured. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So then I introduced them to the Irish car bomb, which they could not get over. They, I said, have you guys ever had an Irish car bomb? And they were, they looked at each other and they were like, uh, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Um, which is a shot. It's a shot. Uh, but what is it? Oh, it's, it's, it? it's Guinness. It's a, you, you pour. It's a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Pint of Guinness. And, and then a shot, a shot of, of Bailey's of and Guinness. it's uh Jameson Bailey's and Jameson together and you yeah. drop it in and then you, sh- you drink the whole thing. It's delicious. Yeah. It's chocolate yeah. milk is what it tastes like. Yeah. Or if you want to go one step further, there's the Irish A-bomb and that's where you have a pitch. 
a full um what's the next up from a shot glass like a snifter or whatever that little, uh, yeah 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 it'd be that'd be a snifter yeah yeah you know it's a good little, size yeah yeah probably like four ounce glass or yeah. something like that yeah 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 fill that with the shots and drop that in the pitcher yeah and then, then you drink that off oh my lord and I've only seen two people do it. I came up with I came up with that one. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen two people do it, and I knew they could do it. And I, <laughs> we were at our, our pub. It was our local pub that I used to hang out in in college in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. And it was like you know this bar, but it was kind of like meant to be like a pub. And um, the um, two of my friends came in, and I knew one of them could do it. And so I started taking bets. And they came in, they were already, like, really wasted. And Greenville, being wasted in Greenville is like being passed out anywhere else. So uh, Greenville was a big party town. Um, and they came in, they'd already been out drinking who knows where, and they came in, they were wasted. And I talked them into doing, into doing this. I was like, and I was selling it as, next time you're here and not so wasted. And they were both like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll do it now, we'll do it now. <laughs> And I'm like, oh God! It's like, all right, all right. It's like, well, dude, I don't have the money for it. And I'm like, and they're like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. So I'm like, okay, okay. I started taking bets. I announced what we're the our intentions were to do, and that I need. And I was like, who's got bets that they will, you know, who betting against them? Because I know that both of them are going to, you know, go all the way with this, and you know, down it all, and not get sick, and. uh and so uh, everybody's like, no way, no way, no way. You know, this a pitcher. Just a yeah. whole pitcher? A whole pitcher. And like, uh, like uh, you know, basically four shots. <laughs> and like one, like one go. One, one go. go. I would take that bet. <laughs> Everybody would take that bet. But I won. And I won to, enough to buy two pitchers of Guinness and, and eight shots and have it all covered, and because both of them took it down, one got it down except for one gulp. But everybody's like, "Fuck it, he, he wow. wins." But like, uh, uh, Kenny, this, but my friend Kenny, man, he he takes it, and he was the new. I knew Kenny would be able to do it because he was just you know a, a beast. And uh, he takes it, and he's going to dip, just tips it back, and everybody's like losing their shit, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he takes it and he finishes it and he leans back and he just goes right up against this post and he gets it, pulls out, whips out a cigarette out of his pocket. He lights it and he just kind of goes like this. People are trying to come up and like congratulate him. He's like, mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah, just yeah, let yeah. me settle for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. The Irish A bomb. Trademark. That's BB. Cr- <laughs> crazy man that's crazy yeah i don't i think that's an american invention for, for sure oh, yeah. you know let's yeah. take it to the next level there's also the baby guinness the baby guinness do you have those yeah. no have no that? no i have not it's um it's man i i can't remember oh oh no oh no i'm so sorry i forgot i started telling this it's topped with baileys but i'm forgetting what the base is Ooh. that's black um, and so it makes like a little, okay. Oh no, this is a terrible thing to have forgotten. Dang. Um, but anyway, they're popular here. So you can get like a baby. Guinness. Oh, that's it's like a, a shot. Yeah. So is it true that the Guinness there, they say that the Guinness there tastes a little bit different than what we get over here. And I, I'd never, 
I, I can say that I've I've never I'd never been to Ireland. I've been to the UK, but I'd never been to Ireland uh, specifically. But I'd never did try a Guinness while I was over there. But everybody swears that there's a little bit of something different about it. I, I don't know if you find that to be true or not, but oh man, I am I I'm sure yeah. um, it's a little bit different, but I. I'm not a big stout person, yeah. um, so I had never had one before I came, I don't think. Sure. I think I've only had them here. Um, but sometimes you just need to do it. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, but, closer to the source. Right. And it's more, you know, a legitimate thing, like, you right. know, yeah. to have their, made with their water and their grain and, you know, their yeah. brewmasters and recipes and all that stuff. Yeah. Even though you can replicate all that. It's still not going to have the same spirit, right? In it, you know? they, yeah, and they also have or, like the Guinness people. The Guinness, Guinness itself will will send people around to pubs to make sure that there's everything specifically dialed in. Mm. So they're, I'm sure very serious. Yeah, it's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Okay, I have to redeem myself. The baby Guinness is uh, coffee liqueur. It's like the baby. Oh, okay. okay. And then um, and then Irish cream. Oh, no, that sounds good. Sorry, I could not. I couldn't let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds great. That sounds yeah, great. That sounds like a, a morning pick-me-up, uh, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't have to be at work or anything like that. Yeah. Saturday morning, <laughs> a weekend. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, man. Well, if we if we get a chance to come over to Ireland, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come to Cork. We'll hang out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Please do. Yeah. Oh. Um, I love Cork. Cor- the, the, there was this, um, uh, she's like an influencer in Ireland, um, and she went to Cork and she asked for recommendations. And she said, you know, she got this like long list and she was like, wow, Cork people really love Cork. Like, that's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's really true. <laughs> I th- I've, I've, I've kind of seen that. Um, yeah, I have too. Is it, is it just the cuteness of the town itself or the vibe overall with people's attitudes or what is it you think? I think it is. I I think it's the, the smaller city. I think it's always had like an underdog energy. I love that about Cork. Um, cause it's just like everywhere you go, it's like just this punching up energy of just, you know, get, if you ever want to complain about Dublin, like come to Cork. If you ever want to like, if you ever want to come, um, if you ever want to like complain about like England, like come to, you know, yeah, yeah. it is, 
it's a feisty, like lively, fun energy. And I just love it. I'm nice. like, yeah. So I, I think it's, I think it's like being, you know, being second city, like yeah. being the second yeah, yeah. largest city just sure. has infused a lot of, a lot of character. That's cool. That's cool. How, how, um, how long do you plan on staying over there? Do you have any thoughts on that or are you just till, till whenever? I think as long as it, I, I really love it here. I think as long as it continue, I continue to love it. I'll stay. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, but it's been really, really fun to, um, to get to experience, you know, I, I, it's funny because I'm I'm reading this book, um, uh, the Night Boat to Tangier, uh, which is by an Irish author, and I bought it a few when I first moved because I was just trying to read some Irish authors, mm-hmm. and I remember picking it up, and I just like didn't, I was I was reading it, but I just wasn't really getting it, and now I just picked it back up after a couple of years. I'm like, oh, it's like drenched in references to gotcha. Ireland that I just wow. missed entirely. Yeah. Sure, um, and. Uh, so one of them is I, I didn't even know really about. I knew that there were fairies in Ireland, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know very much about them. Do you know much about Irish fairies? A little bit, yeah. So the fairies are not a joke. Like like people are very serious about the fairies. Yeah. Like so they'll have um, fairy houses, mm-hmm. uh, and so they're these like clumps, like these raised mounds of dirt where the fairies live, and it is very, very bad luck. Like they'll always say like, don't fuck with the fairies. Um, like they've rerouted highways because they were going to go over fairy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like very serious. And so there's this part of this book, um, where they, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it involves fairies. And, um, and I, I just, I would have read that before and I never would have been, you know, whatever. And they, they buy a, they buy a house with a fair on top of a fairy fort. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's the Irish version of uh, building a house on top of an Indian burial mound or ground. Right. Right. You know, here for, I uh, guess yeah. it seems like it. That, aren't, don't they have a tradition of putting out like little houses or like little things outside their house to for the fairies to have their fairy home outside yeah. of their house? Yeah, so they'll have like um, I, I think a lot of kids do it, and it's really cute. So you'll see them. They have like these like the, some of them are really like tiny, and they'll have these like little doors or little um, you know little like like clothesline with clothes hanging on them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's super cute. But yeah, that's every, like all over. You'll see them. Yeah, I remember. I can't remember where I picked that up from. I think it was from a Neil Gaiman, uh, I think American Gods, uh, where he talked about that how. Some when some of the Irish came over to America, they would you know they kind of left those older beliefs behind. But this one and it talked about this one woman who didn't. She kept her fairy house, and the fairy was able to come over with her. Um, but like just you know cool, it's cool stuff like that. And of course you know the Blarney Stone, um, right. which I don't know if you've kissed or not, but. Um, I hear that have. I hear that the uh, the people who watch over it uh, ping on it every morning. So that <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that have you been? No, I, I haven't been to Ireland. Yet. I really want to though. Yeah, you should. You should come. And I'd still kiss it. I don't care. <laughs> the logistics of peeing on the Blarney Stone. I, first, yeah. I, I doubt it. I really don't think so. But also, um, it is not like you have to. It's it's. You have, to have you seen it? Down. Yeah, you have to lay down. You have to like 
like bend your back over, like do like a back bend and like grab these like poles behind you. And then like go, like, I mean, you're like looking at just the ground underneath you. Like it would, it's a like, Kissing the blind stone is like kind of a feat. I did not realize that. Until yeah. we went. It's like it's like it's like legitimately scary. <laughs> um, are, but I had oh yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Um well I was gonna lightly change the subject. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay. So um so I was thinking, so another story I had was like kind of loosely related to fairies, so I wanted to say it before we yeah. move on. Um so we so this night that I had learned about the fairies um, was my my friend's husband had uh, my friend and my husband and her sorry my friend and her husband had come over and he's Irish and so he was telling us all about fairies and and you know I I kind of heard about them but I didn't know very much and so he's explaining you know like the seriousness of like mm-hmm. of of the fairies and um and so the next day uh, my partner and I go and we're doing this hike um, called. I think I'm saying this right, Komshanan. Um, so we're doing this hike, and basically you go, um, there's a lake, and then you hike up and around the lake. And hiking in Ireland, um, one thing you have to be very careful of is the fog, because mm. the fog can be super dense, and it can come in and blind you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so you have to like really, you have to really be careful not to get stuck in the fog. And it was a kind of foggy day. So we were a little bit nervous and we we're headed up and basically it's, you know, up this kind of sheer side of this um, kind of mountainous that kind of covers a lake. It's kind of like a, like three quarters of a mountain and they kind of carved out the middle and there's a lake in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going up around the outside. So it's basically like this big ridge. So we get up. Um, onto the side of the ridge and you know we're having we're having a nice time we're walking and it starts to get a little bit foggy and we're you know kind of thinking oh should we keep going or should we turn around and at this point it wasn't too tricky so we weren't too worried um and so uh so we get up a little bit further and it gets foggier and we look over and you can see the the lake um, from the top of the ridge. If you look down, you can see the lake and we look over and we see and I see that there's I can see my shadow and I'm surrounded by a rainbow like I have like a rainbow halo oh wow um and like it's I'm huge like I'm down on the bottom of this lake you can see my shadow and you can see like a big rainbow around me and it's moving with me and so I like my first thought was actually like oh I'm really lucky like wow (laughs) you know like I didn't realize that Jake could see it too that my uh, my partner could see it too and he had the same but anyway so I'm like wow like this is so cool and then and we're looking at it and we're kind of moving around and then I see another rainbow like form over that like more of a normal looking rainbow okay so it's like the rainbow around me the rainbow around that um like like over the whole lake and I'm like wow this is amazing and so we sit with it then after like maybe a minute or two we start to get really really scared (laughs) and we're like wait is this like bad luck? Is this the fairies? Like are the fair. And and so, so we start to kind of get in our heads about it and we're like, Oh, like, is this like a fairy trap? And then they're going to like woo you down and you're going to try to jump into the, um, into the rainbow because you see yourself in the rainbow and we're like spiraling. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and so, um, and so we start to get super creeped out and like, and the rainbow's still there, you know, it's just like as bright as ever. Yeah. And we're like, okay, like if it is fairies, let's go. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, like I don't want to meet a fairy. I want to not do that. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, and so we're like, we're like, shaky and i'm like going down i don't have very much service and i got like maybe one bar and i start trying to google like are fairies an omen and or sorry is our rainbows an omen and i'm like trying to like like look up like irish mythology and like are, are we in an emergency situation or like, <laughs> i'm you know, like truly spiraling yeah. and like so i get we get um we get back and back to the car and we still don't have service. So we go, we um, finally get back to Cork and we look it up and it's this thing called a Brock inspector. Um, so I'm going to send you a thing so you can look at like cool. just a YouTube of it. Um, but yeah, it's basically this phenomenon that happens um, under really specific circumstances. First, as far as we can tell, it has nothing to do with fairies. Um, oh, wow. But it's basically, if you are above clouds um and the light and the humidity are perfect like you can see um a rainbow around your figure okay like down below oh that's so cool that is red um wow that's really cool i don't think i've ever heard of such a thing no the closest thing that i can think of that i know of um is um, sun dogs. I don't know if you've ever heard of sun dogs. So sometimes you'll look up at the sun, and usually if it's kind of on a cloudy or somewhat cloudy day, but you look at it, and then to either side of it, you'll see these like rainbow like spots that are small on either side of the sun. Yeah. So it looks like maybe kind of two tiny little rainbowy suns on each side. And those are called sun dogs because of the Apollo uh, was the sun, and he had he had some dogs that were would go along with him because he was also you know a hunter and all this stuff. And so they call those sun dogs. That's cool. And um, if take a look, you can Google those and take a look at those. And that's uh, my favorite atmospheric anomaly. Um, but that's really cool. I've not, I mean, I've seen sun dogs, but that's not, I'm not the reason for them. You know, like you were basically the reason for that, that, uh, that, that, that rainbow effect. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, some, they, you know, some, por- some parts of, of America would definitely say that, uh, that rainbows are an omen. Um, but you know, uh, <laughs> in today's political climate, especially, but, right. um, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 really cool. It's uh, what is the other? Um, I was trying to think of. The, there's another hike that you can do that goes up a mount. It's a spiritual thing or something, right there. It's like a, I don't know if it's a um, Catholic thing or what, but it's like you oh, walk yeah. up the steps and it's like pretty far. I've been, or at least I've been told it's pretty far. I, the is it like I, a pilgrimage or something. Yeah, something where you go up and you 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 go up to the top and. I think there's like a there's something up there, um, and then and then you you come back down. But it's a what I was told was that it it's it it looks less um, difficult than what it actually is, and so a lot of people go into it thinking, oh, this this just won't be a big deal, and then a lot of people quit like part of the way up. But the problem is, is there? I think it's steps. and it's like it's not it's just not easy to get back down. So you got to have you know, 
you have to rely on your fellow man to uh, help you get back down if you can't get down. And I'm sorry, but I totally space on the name of this thing. But uh, when you're talking about the hike, that's what I was I was thinking of. I was like, I know there's another thing there that you can do that's like that, where it's like kind of a pilgrimage for some people. But um, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look it up. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, what a what a it's always cool to have people on here that, um, you know, cause we've had people from all over the world on and, um, always cool to get a perspective, especially an American's perspective of living in a foreign country. It's, it's unique in that, you know, we're able to see it through your eyes. It's really cool that you, uh, you know, thank you for being adventurous and sharing it with us. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's so much fun to get to tell these stories that they're like my, you know, I feel like, it's fun to just kind of think like, what are, what are, what are fun stories to tell and yeah. try to think about it from that perspective. So it must be, I, I mean, I love the show. So I'm, it must be really fun to just get to like hear that and learn yeah. from people and yeah, just kind of, yeah. yeah, soak it in. It is, it is fun. Yeah. It, we're, we're never, it's, we've been doing this for, we're coming up on what now, Adam, six years, you say, is that right? Yeah. In August. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's like, Every week we have people on that just are so interesting. And, you know, we have been doing this every week and we're always just floored by people and their ability to tell stories. And uh, if it weren't for people like you, then one come on, we wouldn't have anything. <laughs> so we are we are uh, absolutely, um, you know, thankful that you you come on and uh and and you would share these things with us and and would love to do it again uh absolutely at, yeah. at any point so oh thank you so much yeah um this has been so much fun um i uh yeah I, i'm so grateful that you have me on and and that you're interested you know that you're interested in hearing the, absolutely. the, the stories that i have to share because i they're really fun for me to tell That's so great. it feels a little bit selfish on my part no, 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 not at all. We're we're the ones who are being rewarded in, in all of Weirdsville for you sharing. We really appreciate that. And do you have a do you have a you have a travel uh, a vlog or a blog or what is it that you that you do? Yeah, so I have a, a travel blog. Yeah. Um, so just on the uh, website, um, and it's AmberEverywhere.com. So I write mostly. If you want any Ireland uh, tips, I might I write mostly about. Uh, general travel, and then Ireland, and then some some stuff about uh, Paris and and also Italy. So um, cool. cool, but yeah, if you if you're planning a trip to Ireland, I definitely am trying to you know bulk up some and just just share a lot of tips that I've learned. Especially you know, the, I feel like the longer I've been here, the more insight I have into you know what what makes what are people not thinking of. And I you know we mm-hmm. have guests and they come and it's you know what what don't they know? And the first thing I'll just, um, while I have you is, uh, dress warmly because it's chillier than you think it's going to be. Sure. Yeah. There are palm trees, but it's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I I think the the Irish are known for their pale complexion and, uh, you know, so, I mean, that happens in the cold areas. So, you know, it's not, (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like in June we had blankets and hats. Right. Sometimes, wow. not not every day, but like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's always. I'm always like, oh, like, however cold you think it is, just plan for like. Yeah. 10 degrees See, colder. that's my that's my kind of weather, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I am. Uh, that is my jam, dude. My wife, not so much, but uh, yeah, I would. Uh, so if I come to Ireland, I'm gonna hit you up for sure. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to show you around Cork. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, it's it's it lives in my brain. Just I got to get there at some point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So and uh, cool. just you know, when you go to drive on the other side of the road, just make sure you take your key out of the car with you <laughs> and keep it out of the yes, car when yes. you lock the car. I yes, don't. in your pocket. First thing you do, take it out yep. put it in your pocket. That's what you do. Uh, both of us can uh, tell you that. <laughs> it's actually essential. Yeah. Yes, right. Indeed. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Amber, we definitely would love to have you back on. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy these stories quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for taking your time out this evening and, and sharing with us. We appreciate it. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you both. I hope you both have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, uh, me too. And yeah, just, I w- yeah, I'd love to love to do it again. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. Next time, see you hopefully in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Next yes, time yes, you go yes. have a Guinness, think of me, okay? I will. <laughs> All right, okay. And next Sorry. time you see uh, a fairy folk, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to run. <laughs> run. Yeah, just run. But I'll think of you while I'm running. You know, they say that confession is good for the soul. Here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast, we're asking you, those friends of ours, some of you, others, we may not have heard your stories where you maybe squeaked by the law, or maybe you had a run-in with the man, or maybe you got away scot-free. We've all had some hijinks stories that uh, in the past that were maybe borderline criminal or fully criminal. <laughs> you have anything like that in your past, Bear? Uh, I plead the fifth. We welcome you all to come on to the What's Your Weird Story podcast and share your stories. Don't plead the fifth anymore come out and share we will allow you to use an alias and uh, we can even change your voice if you like but we know there's some good stories out there and we'd love to hear them and laugh along with you because we've all had stupid youth moments when we were kids Amber, nice to have you. It's always nice to have people on that uh, travel the world. She's so interesting. She's got some yep. great stories, and uh, I would love to live in Ireland, man. That's like oh, a yeah, fantasy, dude. you know? Absolutely. Ireland and the UK, all of it. I would love to go there just for the TV alone because, you know, I'm always going on about some random-ass British comedy game show thing that I love so much. Yeah. Uh, Taskmaster currently that's one of the great there. show. Yeah. But I would yeah, I would love to go there for that. But I just in general I would love to go and live there in Ireland or yeah. the UK. Yeah. Uh, or both, all of them. Um, but you know I gotta say, one of my favorite stories is that uh, Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, so we can relate. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, we played the hell out of some Marco Polo. Yeah. And, of course, with, you know, with having older siblings, yeah. uh, new rules get invented, of course. Yeah. And so 
you know, you straight up there's your Marco Polo, and I think Fish Out of Water. I think that's yeah, yeah. You know, one that was adapted by everybody as well. Yep. I think that's out there universal. You know, just in case you're international and you haven't played Marco Polo. Yeah, people in in Italy are like, "What the fuck are you talking right, about?" Right, right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so the game is Marco. I don't know why it's Marco Polo. It's just that it could yeah. be, um, it could be Chester Darlington or. Um, you know, uh, Elizabeth Doolittle or uh, Raja Rankinshire. <laughs> I don't know. It could be any name, but Marco Polo is just one yeah. that just, you know, it's easy. But uh, it's a call and response game that you play in a, bit in a swimming pool. And uh, the person who calls out Marco is supposed to be blind. They're just supposed to keep their eyes closed. Yes, yes. Which was always we, questionable. We oh, always yeah. had a friend that was peeking the whole time. Yes, man. yes, yes. Indeed. Yep. Um, and you, they would call out Marco, and then you would have to answer Polo. Now, originally, firstly, you couldn't get out of the pool, you know, because that was right. Because then too the easy. Pool couldn't get you. And that's too easy to avoid. Yep. So they would call fish out of water, and yep. if you're a fish out of water. Yeah. And bam, you got hit. So now you're. Yeah. You, know, you tried to be really. Qu- if you had to get out of the water, you you're real quiet. So real quiet, yeah. real quick. Yeah. About it. Yeah. And then there were some other rules, you know, where if you were underwater, or if you, you know, who, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. rules right. get added, especially by, you know, like I said, my big brother was one, always adding rules, and those rules were almost always a pummeling. A way to get, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to hurt me in some way, minor way. Yeah, of course. Anyway, of course. so yeah, so, but using that as your call and response in the in the forest, in, you know, the tropical forest when you're lost, just so that you can keep that back going. Smart. Brilliant, yes. dude. And obviously because the, the Spanish couple that heard them, you know. Yeah. Four hours out there without water or any kind of proper gear, and if they had, you know, like, if they had not heard them, they could have died yep. easily. Yep, easily. You know. Yes. Um, and yes. then they found that other person on the, the trail all the way back. It was just you know, amazing. I go and call me a horse, but uh, yeah, no, brilliant man. Yeah, and so just, good, so good. Yeah, I love their car story. Uh, oh yeah, I, dude. you know. Uh, Getting hit by the hearse is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's... The ultimate, ultimate twist on, you know, this car is going down. Yep. Is getting, yep. totaled, by, uh, getting totaled by a hearse, man. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, just all around, great conversation, man. And always, it's always cool, too, you know, because she's, she's American and she moved over there. To, so to get her perspective on what it's like to live over there is really cool. Um yeah, Ireland has always been one of those places that just kind of lived in my imagination as a, a place mm-hmm. I would love to spend a lot of time. I don't know if you ever, ever told you or not, but whenever I was with Bad Religion, we were banned from the UK, so we didn't get to go to Ireland. I don't know if I ever told you that. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Well, uh, Jay- I mean, it's awesome, and also it sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucked for me. But uh, the bass player, Jay Bentley, he, he lived in Canada at the time, and, you know, that's all like, you know, it's... The CBC, BBC, yeah. you know what I mean. So it, they they share a lot of the same news. So MTV uh, Canada said, "Would you like to uh, 
say something to the queen and Jay said something negative about like something like take the queen off your, our fucking money or something oh, like that. Man. So we got banned, dude. And, and we didn't find out until the tour kicked off. And that was one of the spots I was like so looking forward to because like I'd never been to Europe at that time. And Oasis lived in my brain, you know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. I wanted to see that that area. Um, so anyway, that was my that was my little uh but I did get to go back at a certain point, but not that time. But uh, never did go to Ireland, so it's on my list. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Amber, for sharing those amazing stories. Yeah. We had a blast talking to you. Um, and we thank you for uh, tuning in, listening, downloading. Um, we'd like to thank you in advance for rating and uh, giving us some reviews. If you can do that, um, that'll help out, especially iTunes reviews. Uh, yeah. Those That helps out uh, getting people to look at our podcast. Yeah, yeah. So the more we can get on there, yep. um, the help, it helps bring more people to Weirdsville. We want to keep growing and, and growing, um, you know, because we are a uh, we're a nice sized um we're a nice size small town, but we want to get yeah. bigger. We want to uh, turn yeah. into a city and then a megalopolis. T- touching on that, man, we've got some killer interviews from uh, some some new folks that are just we can't wait to share with you guys. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us next week is uh, Danny Devore, who uh, you can follow him on Instagram, and Danny's a great character and a great dude and Danny had some amazing spooky stories to share yeah yeah and uh, go and uh, look into them and find them on Instagram and uh, find us also on Instagram what's your weird story and on Facebook uh, and uh, you know follow us like us uh, email us say hi say hey I've got a story that I'd like to share or even say hey I have a story I don't know if it's good or not uh, and I'm going to say well you know what it's probably good as long as it happened to you or yeah. somebody you know or maybe a parent or grandparent somebody real close to you know absolutely or, or, or by marriage or something but you know if you got a story you think we, we should hear that you would like to share um, we would love to hear it. We'd love to have you on. And uh, you can get us hold of us through social media. You can get a hold of us through uh, WIWSPOD at gmail.com. Uh, you can even call us. We have a hotline. Um, and it's a free call. You can leave a message up to three minutes. And you can call and leave as many messages as, as you like. Um, and that is uh, area code 513. and leave us a message there say hi Um, you know we've got some uh, our anniversary show coming up and uh, you could leave us a a happy anniversary message or you know we're still looking for um, high school hijinks stuff you did in high school funny stories of stuff that you did when you were a dumb kid because we were dumb kids for sure oh yeah man and uh, we're looking forward, you know, or if you got a story about uh, one time that uh, you really got one over on a sibling, um, sibling revenge, uh, or, or, <laughs> even, or you know, uh, that's those are good stories we, yeah, we, we're looking for. Um, 
you know, or any, again, just like Amber, any great, amazing travel stories, uh, or if you've met a, uh, somebody famous, if you had a cool story about a brief encounter, uh, or a long encounter, uh, with a, uh, a, a famous person, a celebrity or, uh, infamous, notorious person, uh, or, you know, or whatever we 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 just love hearing your stories we love talking with you guys and we want to connect and we want to talk to you uh so reach out reach out and touch someone oh man yeah that that takes Chat. me back <laughs> <clears throat> but do that um but i mean you know we're giving you consent to reach out and touch us please please um so Join us next week when we talk to Danny DeVore. Join us after that. We got so much cool stuff coming on. Oh, so much. We got so much lined up. So much cool stuff. Such a good. It's gonna. We're getting in towards. Uh, summer's gonna be good. Summer's gonna be fun. And uh, you know, uh, it's it's just been it's been a good year for the pod, and we want to keep it going. Um, so. Get out there and hustle. I don't know. Uh, Barry just looks at me, and I just keep rambling. That's what happens. <laughs> Let's hustle to the end here. All right. Hustling it up. All right, Weirds. Well, thanks for listening. Join us next time here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Class dismissed. No, wait. That's not us. Um, be safe. Be weird. <laughs>